It's friends and family day. Good morning, everyone. It's so nice to see you. Good morning, good morning. Well, you know, I don't know how everybody else feels, but for me, I never knew a love like Jesus before. Right. Amen. Never, Amen. never Amen. knew. Amen. Never, never, Amen. never knew. Amen. Are you ready? You can get up and praise God with us. You can get out of your seat. You can clap your hands. You can sing along. We love it all. It was the blood. It was the blood. Shed on Calvary. No greater love can ever be shown to me. Smile while I pray. I smile while I pray. Cause I'm as happy as I can be. I can never repay. I can never repay. The debt he paid for me. Smile while I praise and I'm never. Surprise and I never knew love like this before. 
the greatest love, ain't it? Greatest love. Thank you.
They do whatever it takes. But I just want to thank him. We ought to thank him that he chose people like us. So I love you so much. I want to save you out of this, this sick, sick world. Hallelujah. I thank you. Let's talk about Jesus' goodness and his faithfulness, even when they were picking on him and they're persecuting him. He still died on the cross, even for those people. And I thank you. Hallelujah.
my testimony.
Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's lift up the name of the Lord in this place. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, you keep us, oh God. It's you that keeps us, oh God. It's you, Lord, that remain, God. But we don't deserve it, Lord. Oh, we give you all the glory and honor. We thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you. Come on, let's praise him. Come on, this is your time to worship him. This is your time to give him all the praise that he deserves. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hashem Baba Baba. I really pray. Hashem Baba Baba. Yes, Lord. Oh God, I pray. Yes, Lord. I really pray. Oh God, I pray. Yes,
the glory and honor right now Lord Lord we praise you for who you are God Father right now in your name Jesus Lord we're asking you to purify our hearts and our minds Lord cleanse us oh God from all unrighteousness Lord Lord we press towards you Lord we press towards you today Lord Lord, we're sensing a shift in you, Lord. Lord, we just want to get closer and closer to you, Lord. Our praise, Lord, belongs to you, Lord. We give over everything to you right now, Jesus, Lord. We speak healing unto this place right now. Lord, touch that person right now that needs your touch, God. Lord, that's been feeling lost for a while, Lord. That doesn't feel that you're near, God. Let them know, Lord, that you're the one that's standing strong, Lord. You're waiting for them to cry out to you, Lord. You've proved yourself time and time again, Lord. We've seen you move, God. Prepare us for your way, God. Cleanse us, oh God. Cleanse us, oh God. Lord, somebody's asking, Lord, to be stronger in you right now, Jesus, Lord. And seeking your wisdom, God. And that they follow in line with your purpose in their life, Lord. That they stop trying to do things their own way, God. And completely submit to you, Lord. We speak healing to Brother Moten right now in your name, Jesus, Lord. Touch him right now, Lord. We bind all sickness and illness right now. We thank you, Lord. Touch Ziki right now in your name, Jesus. Encourage her right now, God. Continue to keep her uplifted in your name, Lord. Lord, touch all those that are backslidden and lost, Lord. Those that are refusing to submit unto you right now, Lord. Lord, let them humble themselves, Lord. Let them humble themselves before you, God. But Lord, if you have to, Lord, humble them anyway, Jesus. Let them see, God. Let them see that they need you right now, Lord. 
Lord, we thank you, Lord. Prepare us, Lord, for the word today, Lord. Open up our hearts and our minds, God. Lord, right now, in your name, Jesus, Lord, we bind everything that the enemy may try to do, Lord, to try and distract, Lord. Lord, we hold on to your word, Lord. We grasp it, Lord. We fight with all of what we have within us, Lord. Let your spirit, Lord, be uplifted in us, God. Move today, oh God. Move today, oh God. Let us not return, Lord, to our old selves, God. But walk in the newness of your life, God. But we thank you and we glorify you, Lord. We know that all of our prayers are answered according to your will, Jesus, Lord. And upon our faith, Lord, we trust and we believe in you. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we pray. We say, Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Ooh, welcome to everyone. Good, good, good. All right, give me a take up an offering right now. You know, um, oftentimes on, um, if I'm just kind of lying in bed, I'll turn on this uh, YouTube videos and their audio Bibles when they accurately make you pick the word of God. I, I love those videos. But um, I, I was noticing how as Jesus in his ministry, as he was choosing those, he would, he would actually ask people, he would look at them and say, follow me. And I'm not going to talk about those, oh, wait a minute, now i got to go bury my dad, i got to plant some crops. I'm not talking about those that gave this. There were some that he, he looked at, looked dead at him, and he said, follow me. And they dropped their nets, they dropped everything they were doing, and they just followed him. Didn't ask any questions, they just followed him. And then you had some that went and told others, I, come and, I, I found the Messiah, I found the Messiah. And they brought others with them. And that's where we want to be. When we hear the Lord's voice calling us, he calls to us all the follow me. Will we drop what we're doing and follow him or will we continue, well, I'm just busy being me, trying to be my best self. You know the things we always say. But anyway, so it, it, it's when you hear his voice, harden out your hearts, follow him. Amen, amen. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah. I shall not be moved just like a tree. Planted by the Lord. Oh, I shall not be moved in His love abiding. Oh, planted in Him confiding. Just like a tree that's planted by the Lord. Oh, I shall not be moved. Ages. Oh, on the rock of ages, just like 
like a tree that's planted by the wall. Oh, I shall not be moved. Oh, I shall not be. Oh, I shall not be. I shall not be moved like a tree that's planted by the Well, it's so nice to see everybody this morning. This is an old song that's going to take you back, probably. Um, I think I first sang this when I was, it was much easier to sing it. <laughs> oh. All right. Cross. 
friends who don't know him. We've been mocked by those who don't believe. Still, I love standing up for my Jesus. Cause of all that he's done for me.
Praise the Lord Almighty. Glory to God. Good morning, everyone. It's afternoon now. Good afternoon, everyone. It's good to see everybody here. Let's acknowledge our guests. Who, who, who's here for the first time? Raise your hand. Praise the Lord. Will you introduce yourself to us? Deb, we're blessed to have you here. We're glad you could come. Anybody else? First time visitors? Okay, praise the Lord. Well, we're glad you're back. Let's, what do we do next? Young people? <laughs> I don't have a script, you know, I'm sorry. Young people, you are dismissed to your classes. Glory to God. Well, today I want to talk about uh, miracles, about miracles. And uh, I expect that somebody or somebody's will receive a miracle today. Glory to God. How many miracles do you need? How many proofs will it take for you to believe? Praise the Lord. Uh, I want to begin in Mark chapter 6. Beginning in verse 45, it says, And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethesda. While he went away, while he sent away rather the people, and when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. But they saw him walking upon the sea. They supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out for they also they all saw him and were troubled and immediately he talked with them and saith unto them be of good cheer it is I be not afraid for he went up into uh, unto them into the ship and the wind ceased 
and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Praise the Lord. Well, Jesus had just, did the, you know, first of all, the word heart here means the thoughts or the feelings in your mind. Your heart, your thoughts and feelings uh, 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 in your mind. And hardened means to petrify or to, uh, 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 to be, to render stupid or callous, blind or hardened. So, so what you see is that Jesus sent his disciples away. He just got through feeding people and everything. He sent the disciples. He said, y'all go to the other side. And he stayed there and told the people, okay, you, you all can go home now. And then uh, after a while, he went out. He saw them toiling in the water in the boat because the winds were blowing and everything. They had a little mild storm going. So he went out walking out there to them in the water because they were already in the boat. So he just went out to them. And, and he... But obviously he would have passed them by. Then he cried out to them and they saw him and they were all amazed. They were amazed. Beyond measure. And they wondered. But the Bible said that they, they, they forgot about, they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves. So that their thoughts, their feelings, and their mind became stupid and blind in regard to the miracle of the loaves. You, you forgot. That, that word amazed mean out of wits, astounded, insane, astonished, wonder, beyond measure. And to wonder means to admire, and they looked at it with admiration. My goodness, this is amazing. So why did they have that reaction? Why did they have that reaction? Because they didn't expect it. They didn't expect it. See, they didn't expect Jesus to come walking up on the water and come in the boat and all of a sudden the wind stopped. They didn't expect that to happen. They didn't believe anything like that could be done. Hello? They didn't believe anything that... Isn't that why you don't believe sometimes? You don't believe something like that could be done. If somebody tells you God is going to do this for you and God can do that, and then you don't believe. You don't think anything like that could be done. I don't see how that's going to happen. You know, people tell you that sometimes. Well, you, you, oh, I, I'm in church. I, I, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Well, I don't see how that's going to work for you. They don't believe. That might be expected, but what about you? You know, does your heart get hardened? Praise the Lord. You know, one time, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 Sarah laughed at God when he told her that she was going to have a child. God said, is anything too hard for the Lord? There ought not be anything you don't believe he can do. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 16, verses 5 through 12 tells you a similar story. It says, when his disciples would come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason you among yourselves because you have not brought, because you have brought no bread? Do you not 
yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves and the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand that I speak it not of you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they how that he uh, uh, bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Praise the Lord. Here again, Jesus has to remind them. You know, on two occasions, you saw me feeding folks. One time we had the 5,000, the five loaves. We had the seven loaves, all the baskets you took up after we fed all these people miraculously. Like that. See, the church is often like the disciples. And we should be learners because that's what a disciple is, a learner. We should be there. The only issue is that we are often like the disciples without or before they receive the Holy Ghost. That's, that's the problem. Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, if you notice, they thought they knew what the Lord was talking about, but they didn't. They thought they knew. Oh, man, it's because we didn't bring any bread. You, you off. You off. But you think you know. Hello. And the only way they understood what he was talking about he told them of their mistaken understanding. Let me tell you that there are many, many, many saints who have mistaken understanding. And God is trying to tell you. He's not going to leave you stupid. Hello? No, he won't. No, if Paul, if I could tell you, I could, I could do a series on how many times I thought I knew. No, I, I thought I knew. No, you don't know. You're just talking. You you know, to God, you're like a child. You know how your teenage children, they get to be 13, 14, everything. All of a sudden, they know everything. They know everything. I, I remember one time, I used, to, I used to do this to Mike all the time. Probably Mimi too, but I remember Mike because he's the one that gave me the answer that checked me. I used to say this. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I don't know what I'm talking about. Being sarcastic. And one day he told me, no, right, you don't know what you're talking about. And I went, I was too shocked to hit him, you know what I mean? I wanted to knock him, you know, but he got me good, you know. He said, you don't know what you're talking about. And then as I thought about it, well, you know, I really don't know. I just felt like that was, you know, I thought that was cool. You know, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. I don't you know. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. But, 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 you know, there are those that just in the church, when, when they're dealing with God and spiritual things, we think we know. We're operating in mistaken understanding. And God is trying to tell us. But like the disciples, we also forget one of the things that allows us to be mistaken is you forget things. We forget the miracles that God has performed in your life and in your presence. You forget. So how many miracles is it going to take for you? 
how many proofs will it take before you really believe? How many miracles will it take before you are impressed? Before you remember? Before you believe? In your life, how many times did Jesus perform for you before you came to the state of faith and believing that you are at now? How many things did it take? Or how many more miracles will he have to perform before you really believe? Now, I don't want you to be offended, but I'm going to show you in the Bible where that's a common thing for people. People that say, no, I believe. Glory to God. Uh, this wasn't all. That's, that's not all. Just like uh, uh, many in the church today, they witnessed several miracles. In John 11, 43 through 44, it says, and when he had thus uh, had spoken, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth. Praise the Lord. Bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his, voice, and his, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said unto him, loose him and let him go. They was all there. They was all there. Because when they first told him Lazarus is in trouble, he was with the disciples and he said, come on, we need to go and, and see him. And then, you know, he told him finally, you know, he's dead. Tom, if he's dead, then let him, you know, no, no, come on, we need to go. They was all there. They saw that. You raised somebody from the dead. You just called him out of his grave. And he'd been dead for several days. Because his sister said, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Called him out. No, come on. And they witnessed it. John chapter 2 verse 11 says, The beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. So they saw that. He turned the water into wine at the wedding. They wanted to know, hey, most time you saved the good wine, you know, you served that first. You done brought the high price stuff out at the end. When we ran out, we thought it was all over. See, <laughs> they, they believe on him like we do. Because the Bible said they believe. But they believed on him like we do. For the moment, while, while we're fascinated, and before the devil explained it away or caused you to forget, because, you know, there'd be times when you believe something happened to you. Oh, God. Yes, Jesus. You know, you all in it and everything like that. And then after a while, about a week goes by and the devil starts explaining to you, oh, that wasn't nothing. We know he does that. Because one way ministry started in 1993. After three years, we had over 300 people that had been through the doors. And only about 25 or 30 was still there. That was 27 years ago. Where they at? Where are all those people? Since those 300. So we know the devil could explain away your miracle. He must be able to. Otherwise, we couldn't fit in here. We'd need three or four buildings this size for everybody to get here. 
Glory to God. See, here's what believe means uh, uh, to have faith in, upon, or with respect to a personal thing. Credit, you know, meaning to give credit to somebody. It implies to entrust, especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ. To commit, to put in trust with. That's what believe means. See, I, I think it's interesting that part of the definition for believe is credit. Or to, you know, to give credit to somebody. You know how credit works. They determine whether or not to give you credit or believe that you will pay based on what you've done in the past. Your past experience. Have you had, who, who, who gave, who, did you have this before? Did you pay somebody back before? If you didn't, then we're not letting you do this. That's how they do it. They take a, a rating and they, and they figure it out and all that kind of stuff. See, with some of us, Jesus could not get an account. Not at your store. Even though he's never missed a payment. He has a perfect rating. He always pays on time. But you don't want credit in with that. Not you, other people. Y'all looking worried. I ain't halfway through yet. <laughs> Not you, other people. But some of you. <laughs> I, I say like a good friend of mine, Bishop Barley, to, to tell people to say, I ain't talking about you unless it's you. <laughs> Glory to God. Look at, look at John chapter 16, beginning verse 30. He says, now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, do you, do you now believe? But the hour cometh, yea, and now, uh, 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 and now, uh, uh, come that you shall be scattered every man to his own and shall leave me alone and yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. So, 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 uh, 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 do you now believe was a sarcastic remark that he was right, making? Right, right, right. Just so you understand. Because he said, do you now believe? And then he told them right after that, you're all going to be scattered and do your own thing. You're going to go back to where you were before, to who you were before. You're going to leave me alone. Apparently, every time someone says to believe, it doesn't mean that they really believe. Hello? Apparently. And it's not always intentional. You're not trying to lie. It's just a fact. See? How many miracles do you need? How many? How many proofs will it take for you to really believe? Glory to God. Um, John chapter 20, verses 1 through 8, tells the story. Something you're very familiar with this. It says, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, uh, early, when it was yet dark, uh, 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 unto the sepulcher and see it, the stone taken away from the sepulcher. 
And uh, then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have he, uh, laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple outran Peter and came first to the sepulchre. And he stooping down, and looking in, saw the linen clothes laying, lying. Yet he went not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also uh, that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. Praise the God. And you get a picture of this. Now Mary goes to the tomb where Jesus is. He's risen now. And she runs back and tells Peter and John. So they start running. What? And John outran Peter. He got there. He's looking in. And he could see the stuff that Jesus had on. Laying there by itself. And Peter got there. He bold. He went in. And he could see everything too. I heard this in a message one time. I don't know how true this is. But it says a Jewish custom. When you finish eating. You don't just take your napkin and throw it in the plate. You fold it neatly. So the, the napkin that was around his head. It was folded neatly. It wasn't by the clothes. It was laying there like that. But, but but he went in and they saw this and this truly a miracle. This is truly a miracle. You watched a man get crucified and die. He was buried or placed in a tomb. He was there for three days and now the tomb is empty. Mary said they took him somewhere. Somebody moved him. You don't believe he's risen. You think somebody came and moved the body. They're asking, where have they taken our Lord? And Jesus, standing there alive, spoke to Mary. He spoke to her. Then she ran back and told the disciples that she saw him and he spoke to me. Truly, a miracle has taken place. No, he, he, he rose. He rose from the dead. Not only... Can he call Lazarus from being dead? He could raise himself up. My goodness. Look at verse 19 through 21. Same John 20. It says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father sent me, even so send I you. Now, if you had any doubts, you can see with your own eyes. 
that truly a miracle is taking place. Here's the man you saw being nailed to a cross, pierced through the side, blood and water running from his body, who was in a burial tomb for three days. Now he's standing in front of you talking. Glory mm, mm, mm. This is crazy. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. Verse 24 through 29. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his hand, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust it in my side. And be not faceless, but believing. See, I don't know about you, but if I was Thomas, I would say, No, give my hand. Mm -mm. I've been scared at that point. Mm -mm. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they who have not seen and yet have believed. So eight days later, again in the room, Jesus, who was dead, now alive, is standing right in front of them, in front of you, proving to Thomas. What was already shown earlier, see it's me, the one who was crucified. See, look, look at my hand. Look at my side. See? I'm the same one who was up on that cross, who gave up the ghost, but now I'm alive. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. Praise God. And then, again, at the Sea of Tiberias in John 21, 1 through 14, he said, After these things, Jesus showed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. They were together, Simon, Peter, and Thomas, called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, and he, the sons of, of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. So there was a bunch of them there together. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into the ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was uh, now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered, No. And he said to them, Cast that net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now, when Simon Peter heard this, that it was the Lord, he, he girded his uh, fish's coat about him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other uh, disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from uh, land, but as it were, 200 cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, 
and bread. Jesus said unto them, uh, Bring up the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. And Jesus said to them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing it was the Lord, Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them uh, 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 and fish likewise. This was now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was risen from the dead. This was the third time. After two times, they decided, I'm going fishing. Now, the sons of Zebedee, James and John, Peter and Andrew, Andrew wasn't there though. But I don't think, I don't, if you look through there, I don't think Andrew was one of them. But we know Peter, James, and y'all fishermen. I don't know what them other guys were before, but now they have become fishers too. A fish. We got a new occupation. We're going back to some job that we were doing before. See, the Bible says it's the third time that he showed himself. Oh, oh, and while we're counting miracles, let's not forget that on both occasions when they were in the room, that the doors were shut and Jesus just stood in their midst. Nobody opened the door or let him in. He just appeared. That, that's enough for me right there. That's enough for me. Not, not, not. Here's what uh, 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 several of his disciples did. In John 20 and 21, Jesus told them, As my Father has sent me, even so I send you. When Peter said, I go fishing, everybody became fishermen. It could be that they were not wrong, uh, just not wanting to be idle. We don't want to be idle. We need to be doing something. Or they could have been just staying together. Come on, man, let's, let's just stay together. However, on their fishing outing, they caught nothing after being out all night. All night. And it appears as though they were going back to their old lives before they met the Lord. And I think that's what they were doing. Because Jesus told them, you believe me now? Okay, right. Y'all going to be scattered out and going to your own. I told you this was going to happen. You're going to leave. See, see what, what the question is, is how many miracles does it take for you to believe? How many times does Christ have to prove himself to you before you believe? What, I, I don't, you know, that, that's a question. And, and we're not seeing the worst of it. See, there were some uh, not specific disciples who, who, who were less insightful. Who were less insightful. We know that Jesus healed 10 lepers on one occasion and, and only one returned to thank and praise him. You're walking. 
Jesus said, no, go, go, go show yourself to the priest. They start walking. Whoa, I'm clean. Whoa. And they just kept on strutting. One of them said, wait, I need to go back and thank him. You say, wasn't it Kenny? Where, where's the nine? That's, that's not good odds. I mean, nine-tenths of y'all ain't for real. Even though you have a miracle, you still don't believe. You just got cleansed of a disease. You just got healed by a man just speaking to you. You say, oh, it, have mercy on us. Okay. Go on. And you just walked away. You walked away. See? That's like folks that come to a church service. God heals them or heals some situation in their lives. And they don't come back to thank him and praise him. Next Sunday, they sit now watching TV and not the broadcast. They're watching Good Homes and Garden or something. I don't know. Ooh, I wish I had a house like that. You know, stuff like that. Ooh. Glory to God. How many miracles? How many proofs does God have to do in your life before you believe in I, I, I can't remember how many it took for me. I can't remember. But it was more than two or three. I, I was like the disciples. I'm watching miracles every for years. I'm worse than them because, you know, the Lord was with them for about three and a half years. <laughs> Trust me, boo, after three and a half years, I wasn't quite there yet. In them first three years I was gone, but by the next half, I started drifting. Hello. When you ought to be getting stronger, you're starting to fall away. Here's, here's, here's an account of something. The first time God told me this, and I think I was in Kenya or Ghana, one of those places in Africa, and I preached a message like this. Uh, it was called something different. Uh, I think it takes two or something. But in 1 Kings 17, uh, 10 through 16, it gives the account of uh, Elijah. And you know the story. Elijah was, uh, he was gone. Um, and uh, he was being fed by, by ravens at the brook. And the brook dried up. And the ravens quit coming. And God told him, said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to this place. And uh, uh, there's, a, there's a widow woman. Perfect. She's going to sustain you. That's where I want you to go. So the Bible says he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, Behold, the widow woman was there gathering up sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. 
And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meat barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, uh, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. In other words, this is my last meal. And Elijah said to her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and thy son. For thus said the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the uh, saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the crews of oil fail, according to the word of, that the Lord spake, which uh, of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. So this is one of the most famous miracles in the Bible. You know, preachers like this one, because, you know, he said, go make it for me first. Feed the man of God first, and then God will bless you. <laughs> I ain't made that up. You read it, huh? Did we read it? I'm not making it up. I'm just telling you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Make sure I get my chicken first. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but, 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 but this is one of the most famous miracles in the Bible. And as God usually does, multiple things are being done. It's not just one thing. Don't just get hung up on feed the preacher first. Elijah was further provided for, like God told him. I'm going to sustain you. She's going to sustain you. God told him that the widow woman would sustain him. But also, uh, 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 God had this woman act in faith. I want you to do an act of faith. I know it looks impossible. It looks crazy because all you have is this little bit. And this man not going to tell you, come feed me before you feed your child. But he had her do an act of faith. And he provided for her and her son. They ate many days. And the meal and all did not fail, just as the Lord said through Elijah. Miracle upon miracle. See, Elijah had to be jumping too. My God, we're in a famine. And you done sent me to some widow woman who picking up sticks. She ain't got, she could all that sustain herself. You're talking about she's going to sustain me. I didn't think anything like that could happen. But God, you're about to perform a miracle. Okay, let's go down to verse 17. He says, and it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And his sickness was uh, so sore that there was no a breath left in him. And she said unto Elijah, what have I to do with thee? O thou man of God, art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into the loft where he abode. 
and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with uh, uh, whom I sojourned by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon uh, the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord uh, uh, in thy mouth is true. See, this also seems typical of our lives. You know how that works. You know, uh, 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 everything is flowing. Elijah has a room upstairs. They're living good. He in the loft. He live up there. He says, it's my bed up there. I'm going to take him up to my bed where I sleep. Uh, uh, she didn't give you a room in the house. God did it. God did it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, something else comes up. I told you it was like your life. Man, everything, all my bills are paid. Everything is happening. And now what? The school called up. What? Did what? She did what? All of a sudden, something else comes up. Some other mess. And also, as usual, it's the preacher's fault. That's what she said. Right, right. Oh, man of God, you done come here now to call my sin upon me, and now look at what God doing to my child. Oh, I, I, I'm prepared. I already know. <laughs> Something go wrong. It's my fault. And you said that God was going to do this, and you told me this, and all that kind of, I, I know. All right. You just need to believe. Come on, hang in for a little while with us. Tell you what, let me pray with you. Let's pray. But also, God never leaves us or forsakes us. He doesn't limit the amount of help you get. I love that. It's not like God is saying, well, I just healed you just three months ago. I just did this. I just gave you a raise on your job. I just made it where you could pay your bill. I just did this. So I'm out of help for you. No, he does not. You never run out. I used to tell Paulette and, and kids, you know, when they was in our house at Boys Town, you know, they'd be doing stuff and they'd be want, oh, Mike, can I do this? Oh, you just want points? You want point? Well, look, I got an unlimited amount of points. Points is like grace. I ain't going to never run out. I just pull them up. You get a thousand. You get a thousand. You don't run out. So another miracle takes place. Her son dies, but Elijah prayed and God brought the boy back to life. 
Now, here's the interesting thing. For this woman, it took two miracles, two proofs. Because she said, now by this, I know that thou art a man of God. When he brought the boy down. Here's your son that died. Here he is now. He's alive. Now by this, this made me believe. Now I believe that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. How many miracles is it going to take for you? And Bishop, he said this, and he's saying that, he's saying that, but I don't know about that. I don't know. You know, what do you need? You need another miracle? Here's the part that took me. This is the part that embarrassed me for people. Because this woman was like you and I. She was living with the results of a miracle every day. The reason why you're able to eat is because of the miracle that I told you God would do. You're still enjoying this miracle. When you get ready to eat, you have to see I'm eating because of the miracle that God did. But now you need another miracle. However, you needed something else miraculous to happen. Another, a different miracle before you could believe completely. See, many saints are like that today. People in church, you know. No, you're living. You're living the results of a miracle. Every day. Every day. There's something that God did in your life. Why you, why, it's why you're living like you're living now. But, oh, you forgot. You forgot that. You forgot about the loaves, the bread, the basket you took up. You forgot that a call Lazarus out the grave. You forgot this. You forgot that. What's wrong with you? You thought I was talking about bread? No, I'm talking about this. You thought you knew, but you didn't. She need another one. How many widow women? How many widow women from Zarephath have we here today? You're living with the results of a miracle every day. However, you needed another, something else. I need something else before I could believe complete. I, I, I keep hanging on. Maybe, maybe this is going to happen. You know, we were looking at something on television, some commercial came on, or something came on that was talking about these people that, uh, um, I think it's in California, where they have this this big old thing, this psychic thing, where people are, how much they make and how how popular they've become. And, and, and Camille and I were talking about how, you know, that, that was a big thing, like in the 90s, I think it was, where you had the psychic hotlines and stuff, people calling $2 a minute and all that kind of stuff. I, I, people look. There, are people used to call the psychic hotline and gave them two dollars a minute. They kept you on the phone for about fifteen, twenty minutes, and you're hoping for money. 
you, you, you're trying to get a psychic word about how to get money, yet you just spent $45 on the phone with some hocus pocus stuff, some hoodoo, and you're sitting up in church talking about, thank you, Jesus. And I don't know if I could give this much because I, I got to get gas this week. But you gave that much to the psychic hotline. That would have filled your tank up in the 90s, $45. <laughs> people say, wow, oh, never thought about that. Well, you had to think about this also. That always happens with people when they fall from believing. You know, when Moses was up at the mountain and God was giving him the, the commandments and the law and all this kind of stuff like that, and they were down there, the people say, oh, we what not what it have become of him. We need to get ourselves a God. And they start taking the earrings off, their bracelets, necklaces, they're giving uh, earrings. Here, here you go. We're giving all our gold to make a false God. Get a living God that brought you out of Egypt and protected you all this time, and now you're going to give your money. And you're holding back your tithe. What a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, some of us, we need a lot of miracles. We need many, many proofs. Before we can give Christ credit. Well, you don't really believe. Hello? No, no, you think you do. You're not intentionally lying and saying, oh, I believe. You're just failing to follow through on the fullness of the meaning. In other words, you're not giving credit to him. You're holding back. When he, you know, he said, say, check back with us at, 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 before we close. Jesus called back at 4 o'clock, 4.30 before the store closed. And you said, oh, we've denied your credit. What do you mean you denied my credit? I've never missed a payment. And I always pay on time. You know, Jesus ain't like me. Because sometimes, you know, like I, I'll pay a payment. That, uh, oh, man, this bill been sitting here this long. It was supposed to be there on the 12th. And I'm just sending it on the 14th. And then the next bill come back and they have on there $25 late charge. I don't pay the late charge. I skipped that. I just just the regular amount. You don't want to pay the late charge. You should have been more conscientious. See? But Jesus, he don't no late charge. I could tell you no late charge. When the people evicted Camille and I from our apartment when we lived in New Orleans, uh, uh, and the man came and followed me home from the courtroom and said, uh, I just want to see where you live. Because you ain't paid your rent by tomorrow. I'm going to put your furniture on the lawn. You know, and I was like, okay. I should have told him, devil, it's too late to try to scare me now because I'm getting paid today and I will pay my rent by tomorrow. You don't understand. I believe. And God pays on time. What, what, what's, what's the deadline? Okay. Three months and tomorrow? Here it is. Here's your rent. Three months. 
I gave you enough to pay and get some Kool-Aid. Get some Pop-Tarts and Kool-Aid, all that. You can still pay your rent. Don't worry, you're not out. You got groceries, you got everything you need. I always pay on time. But let me, let me, let me ask you, how many proofs? How many times do I have to prove myself? How many things do I have to, what have I, how many things must I have done to show you that I am God and nothing is too hard for me? How many times do I have to do that before you believe? That's the question that God's asking the church today. How many proofs you need? How many miracles? You know, because we get afraid. Or oh, if I do that, then this might happen, this might happen, this might happen. But that's not what God said would happen. That's not what it would happen. Can he have this much credit? Can he have credit based on what he's already done in your life? You, you, know, you know, the last two or three miracles that he did in your presence and for you. Can we go on that? Can we, can we operate on that? How many miracles do you need? How many proofs will it take for you to believe? Father, right now, in your name, Jesus, we, we, we just ask you to minister to us, oh God. Lord, we know that you always prove yourself. We ask you, oh God, to glorify yourself in our midst. Show yourself mighty, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for encouraging us, Lord. We thank you for sharing with, for telling us, explaining to us the, 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 uh, the error in our understanding, Lord. My God, there's somebody here today who would like a miracle. There's somebody here who, who, who needs to believe God. They might need one more miracle, Lord. One more. We're asking you, oh Lord, to do this thing. God, we like Elijah with the dead son. We're laying ourselves before you, Lord. We're laying our, ourselves upon the body of all those, oh God, that need your touch. We ask you, O oh Lord, perform this thing. Do this thing, Lord. Based on what you've done before, God, we believe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
Yes, Lord. Do it, Jesus. Yes, my God, my God. Yes, my God, my God. Come on, come on. Come on, Lord. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Glory to God. Glory to God. Right now, Jesus. I believe, Lord. I believe you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Do it, Lord Jesus. Glorify yourself right here. Right now. In your name, Lord. In your name, Lord. In your name, Lord. Yes, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. My God, my God, my God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Grace and mercy. We're calling upon your grace and your mercy, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, whatever you need, come on. Just ask him. Say, God, this is what I want. I know it sounds crazy. I know it seems impossible. But I'm asking for a miracle, Lord. One more proof, Lord. I want to say this, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hasha. Yes, Lord. Nothing's too hard for God. Nothing's too hard for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I have one for you too. Come on, I have a miracle for you. I've been holding it. I've been waiting on you to ask me. I've been waiting on you to come out to me. Come on. Come on. I've done it before. How many more miracles do you need? How many proofs do you need? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I never run out. I never run out of help. I just need you to believe me. I just need you to give me credit for the things I've done in the past. Trust me. I'm asking you to do something. I'm asking you to trust me with this. Yes, yes, yes. And watch me work. Come on, that's the Lord. That's the Lord. Hey, boy, shut up. I perform miracles. Come on, come on, come on, come on. How many? Yes. How many? Yes. How many? Yes. How many? Yes. 
Yes, yes. You're right there. You're right there. Come on. You're right at the point of believing him. Come on. Let him have it. Just let him have it. God, you got it. You got it. Yeah, that's it. Come on.
I, I, I was praying for Camille last night. Sometime when she asleep, I pray for her. I pray that God will take away every ache, every pain, the things with your shoulder, your spine. Lord, nothing is too hard for you. I believe, Lord. I believe, Lord. Oh God. No miracle is too hard for you. Ah. Is anything too hard for God? Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Let's get glory, God. How many? How many miracles? How many? Glory Let's agree. Let's agree. Come on. Glory, glory, glory to God. Come on, you're God all alone. You're God all by yourself. Yes. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I have a miracle for you too. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I've been holding it. Bring down your power to me. Bring down your belief. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, who will dare to believe? Come on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey. Come on, let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Jesus. God, I want to believe stronger than the disciples. Come on. I want to believe more than they did, Lord.
Hallelujah. Can we give God one more praise? Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Our service times are listed in the bulletin. We welcome all of you that have joined us. We love you already. If you're a guest, please make sure that you can stay for Friends and Family Day. Um, and make sure that you have gotten your guest package. And make sure that you um, fill out your card and find an usher on your way out. Or you can put the card in the guest box on your way out. Please remember to pray for the lost, the sick, the backslidden, and for our fellowship, all of our associated churches. For prayer needs, please text or call Minister Camille Moten. Our number is listed in the bulletin. The next women's chat will be held Saturday, Saturday, February 17th from 2 to 4 p.m. The topic of discussion will be the continuation of the Book of Esther. So make sure that you read chapters 6 through 10. Mark the date and they hope to see you there. Sister Porter would like to meet with the junior church teachers next Sunday, shortly after morning service. Beginning next Sunday, February 18th, from 10 to uh, 11 a.m., we will offer a Christ Life Bible study for born-again saints um, ages 16 years and up. Studies will consist of uh, four Sunday morning classes. Please arrive on time and they don't want to disturb the praise and worship practice team. So they will meet in the Sunday school room uh, across from the kitchen. For more information, please see Sister Paulette. Um, and if you uh, uh, are, are wanting to partake in a CPR class, uh, Sister Christina Moten will be teaching Saturday, Saturday February 14th here, from, here at the church from 10 to 12 for anyone that wants it uh, they just need to let her know um, and she will be teaching it uh, so please make sure that you see her uh, and and you want if you want to go ahead and partake in that CPR class uh, if you're interested in purchasing Christian themed clothing designs you can find order information on the bookshelf at the front door please see our contact sister to Mia Moten with questions. And if you're free anytime between noon and 1 p.m. on Wednesdays or at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesdays, please join us here for a time of prayer at the church. Even if you can only stay 10 to 15 minutes, come and agree in prayer. Are there any other announcements? Yes. Saturday, February 24th, what did I say? Oh, I'm sorry, the 24th. So it won't be Wednesday. It will be the 24th. Any other announcements? All right. Well, we're dismissed in Jesus' name. If I can have everybody move over to one side so that way we can get the table.